Miss Five, Six, Seven, Eight Dances Report Podcast. Miss Five, Six, Seven, Eight Dances Report Podcast. This is Miss 5678, and I'm with the amazing, incredible Keenan Cooks. You know, they be, kill- they be killing them, killing them, killing them. So, um, yeah, man, it's been a long time um, catching up with this guy. He's such, you know, he's such an inspiration for our dancers, period, choreographers, period, um, and definitely oh, representing Boston. Yeah, and look, look, I'm like, your, your mom is mad proud, so am I, you know? I'm, it's <laughs> amazing to see you blossom into um, you this figure, you know, that, that people are looking to for inspiration and motivation and, you know, to get to get right on some dance tips. So, um, before, so let, I'm just going to get into the check-in, and we everybody who knows me knows I do a check-in, which is a daily mood, um, you know, okay. and so what that looks like is... One, you know, one thing that made you happy today and one thing that made you mad, sad, or indifferent or bothered. And usually what I do is I kick off and I, you know, so you can kind of get an idea what I mean by that. So today I woke up very happy and grateful to be alive and awake and um, excited to, you know, for the what's coming. Um, and then, you know, um, one thing that made me sad was also obviously someone uh, that I knew and uh, is very young passed away two days ago so I've been kind of like a little thrown off but with that oh, no, you know, sorry to hear. yeah it was okay. it's crazy 18 years old uh shout out to Albany Jaden um in the Hicks family uh they suffered a major loss she was 18 but like old soul uh super right. creative super innovative um uh a freshman at UNH um can oh, rap wow. yeah she could rap sing you know she just was a great individual lit up the room and someone to know uh, and I, and she's right. going to be missed so that was one thing that made me sad and um but most you know mostly a happy mode uh to be grateful to be alive and to be able to do what i love um so what was right. one thing um mr cooks as we call you <laughs> what do you like to be called yo Keenan, you can call me Keenan, nothing special, nothing crazy. Keenan is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cook sound like an old man, huh? <laughs> right, that sounds like somebody's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, like a, but, um, z- a zaddy or a daddy, which one? <laughs> I said, oh, give me a zaddy, I'm like a zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I woke up this morning uh, feeling great. Um, I've been like on the go all year and like the past two weeks I've had time off so it just felt good to have some time to relax and kind of just reflect on my year and kind of reflect on what I want to do and what I want to happen in the coming year. So I woke up really excited. Um, Something that kind of made me, I don't want to say sad, but I felt just kind of anxious because I have a lot of things that I want to do and a lot of things that are happening in the coming months and I just didn't have uh, my planner together to kind of jot it down and write it. So I just kind of felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So I stepped outside, I went and bought my planner, and I got my life together. I so know, that's now right. I'm back to my, 
<laughs> I'm back to my happy, go lucky, good mood now. Well, listen, you know, um, organizing is something that we all need to do. I think everybody, what I call nest, women do it, but people do it, period. Um, you nest towards the end of the year because you're trying to get things organized for the next year. And um, to, right. for me, 2019 already started. So I feel you on Absolutely. getting organized. And we had uh, briefly talked about um, having a vision board and all that things. Those, those are some of the things that people do. I have a visual vision board on my phone. I can't do something in my house on the wall because I'm never really sitting still long enough to, to, to look at that. You know what I mean? So it has to be in my hand on my phone where I can on a regular basis, if I'm walking down the street and I get a vision or there's something that sticks out or something that I don't, I remembered on the fly, I go, it goes into that visual vision board. Um, so for those who don't know you, like what is, um, who are you? Like who is Keenan Cooks? Cause you know, well, uh, Keenan is a dancer, teacher, choreographer, um, born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I was a part of Golden Kids, which was like a group back in the day, but then I really, really started in my training uh, when I was about like 15, 16. I joined Nia Dance Troupe, which is a part of Origination. Yay. And I also went to Boston. Yeah, I also went to uh, Boston Arts Academy. So that's when I really started my formal dance training around like 15 years old. Um, straight from high school, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I knew, uh, I wanted to choreograph. I knew I wanted to dance. I knew I wanted to be in a commercial world. Unfortunately, Boston doesn't have that huge scene that I would love. So I moved right out of um, high school. I moved to New York to go to college. Um, and 10 years later, I'm here. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing artists, a lot of amazing choreographers, and literally all the things that I've ever wanted to do within the last few years have unfolded, so I'm just super excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, <laughs> and listen, shout out to Golden Kids, you know, everyone who was part of that, and shout out to Originations, Yenj Dabinda. Yeah. Shomba, you know, Musa, everybody over there at Origination, Shaping Lives, I love that. Um, well, Absolutely. Dude, I remember being three, four, five months pregnant working with Keenan at my old dance space. And oh, my just... God, yes, and you did the backflip <laughs> with your baby in your stomach. <laughs> everybody talks about that, and I'd be like, oops. I forgot, you know, <laughs> when you're a dancer and you're just in the moment, sometimes you forget those things, you know, and I don't know how you can you forget. Landed. <laughs> you landed it, so that's what matters. <laughs> exactly. And everybody was standing up like, uh, those who, those who knew I was pregnant was looking at me like, this ain't, this ain't normal. <laughs> this ain't, this can't be normal. What's your, um, what's your cultural background? Um, my mom's from Antigua. Is your mom from any particular spot? Are you from any particular spot? Um, culture. Um, I mean, as far as I know, my family is just from the South. Like, uh, my great, great, great grandmother's from Alabama. So my whole family was pretty much born down there. Then, uh, I don't know how we got up to Boston, but then the family got up to Boston. But as far as I know, just a little down South. Yeah, hey, you know. African American. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, black boy joy, you know. Exactly. Um, <laughs> What is your what was what's your biggest influence in in dance or, or just the biggest influence for you that made you say um, dance is where I want to be? Um, well, I grew up uh, in a single parent home. My mom was like the mom, the father, the aunt, the uncle, everything. So mm-hmm. when I was growing up, um, 
I was the only child, so I was always with my mom. And she was in a dance group, really old school in Boston, uh, called Female Destruction. So Was that with was Andrea? Always, Who was that uh, with? Female Destruction. Uh, it was like uh, Chanel and Lisa and Gina, like a whole bunch of... They don't dance now, but like back in the day, they were like the dancers. Oh, yeah, um, that's, that's that hotness now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was always in their rehearsals. I was always at their shows. Like anything dance-related that they did, I was there. So naturally, it was just something that I saw my mom doing. So I wanted to do that. So naturally, my mother was like my first big like dance inspiration. I didn't really know of professional dancers. I didn't even know that you could make it professionally, but I just knew that she did it, mm -hmm. so I wanted to do it. So oh. that was like my original, original inspiration for dance. And still now to this day, honestly, my reason why I do what I do. I know, that's right, because Mama G, be, she be out there promoting and supporting. And even back then, the I remember her, she used to be like, when, what time are you coming home? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah, like we, right, we, right, we, right. She's, she's, always, she's always been there supporting me, so I, I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. What would you uh, call your specialty? Because um, I feel like you are well-rounded and well-versed in dance, that there yeah. are so many layers to you in dance that, like, uh, what, would you, what would you call yourself? Because I know for me, you know, uh, over the years, the past two, three years, it's, it's dance hall and soak has been a lot, a, really pronounced with me. So I'm, I, right. I get more, um, I get a lot of people asking me to teach that. Yeah. So what's, what would uh, you would call say, that? I, I would say in terms of like my choreography style and as well as like the dance style that I prefer, I would say my specialty is street jazz, mm -hmm. uh, which is just basically a combination of the technical aspects of jazz, but it has this urban flair. Yeah. Um, I don't call it. Would I do hip hop because I'm not well versed in the elements of hip hop, which are breaking and popping and things like that. But I do incorporate those hip hop elements in what I do. Mm -hmm. But it's more of a clean, precise kind of technical style. So street jazz—that's yeah. my specialty. I love it. I love it. Um, what's your What's your favorite part of the business? Um, you know, because people have like their their things. Like you know, is it? Um, tour is it you know the rehearsals is it teaching like what would be your favorite part of the business yeah uh because i do so much i have so many like things that i love about the business but i would say the two things that i love the most are uh pretty much creating so the choreography and the teaching side of it because for me it's all me it's like my creative expression it's what i see when i hear the song or when i uh and presented with an idea. It's like my interpretation of that. So I love that because with this industry a lot, we're not in control of what we're doing. Yeah. So I love the fact that I do have the outlet of teaching and the outlet of choreography to kind of just express myself in any way that I want to. So um, that's one thing that I do love. And then the stage, like I just love performing. Mm -hmm. It's just something that's been inside of me forever. It's just something that you just can't explain it's just like an out-of-body experience so i love performing still it doesn't matter what type of stage it is award show mm -hmm. tv show showcase like i just love being on stage uh so those are my two favorite parts the creative choreography teaching and stage yo just for y'all who don't know like um, I don't know if you remember Keenan, but when we used to, when y'all used to compete, um, Yange used to always my. That's my aunt. You know, everybody who knows me knows that Yange Debing is my aunt, and she would have to tell me to sit down at the judging table <laughs> when 
when Golden Kids, Status Quo, um, In Motion, any crew got up to do anything, that she'd be like, sit down. Because I would be going, I couldn't sit still. Because to me, one thing about Keenan is, um, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of energy that people need um, mm-hmm. when you're performing, and that's what you would give. So it would cause me to stand up. So if I was oh, standing man, I up, that. you know what I'm saying? If 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 you got me standing up, then you was you was lit, as the kids say these right. days. <laughs> you know, I gotta I gotta well, say something current. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's just it's just something about the stage. Like, I can't explain it, but I don't know if it's, like, the people or the life. Uh, like, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about performing that no matter what I do in life, if I end up just choreographing or just creative directing, like, the stage is always going to be, like, my first love. It's mm-hmm. the music. I hear you. What's your favorite place to be? Is it the stage? Is it the auditions, rehearsal, tour, shows? Like, what's what's your favorite place to be? Because I know for me, my favorite place to be is on stage. I ain't even going to lie. Right. Right. Ah, see, for me, it's, it's hard because, again, like, I love the stage. But just recently, I've I've been so fulfilled with choreographing and kind of watching mm-hmm. the the final product, you know? Like, uh, the first time I ever seen my choreography on TV was when I was uh, working with Cardi. Yep. Shout and, out to Cardi um, B. <laughs> yeah, and we did, we did the BET Awards and just... To see, like, the final product of that after you know all the blood, sweat, and the tears that goes into that. This is something about that that's crazy to me. So, yeah. I again, think, the stage is always going to be my heart, but I think right now I'm kind of loving the choreography side and just kind of seeing that final product with all the work that you put in. I love that. I mean, I, I, not like another thing too is to know that, you know, that you're doing that and, and, and being able to attach the the artistry side not with just the artist but also to to attach the artistry side of you to an artist helps people see the vision of like where you started and where you are now and so somebody coming in along gets to say oh shoot he's from boston i remember when he was you know with this group or he was training or he was in school at baa or he was at origination performing with nia um now he's doing creative direction now he's choreographing he's teaching you know, and he's, you know, he's got Cardi B, he's got this artist and that artist. There's so many different artists that, um, you know, that that some of the dancers out here or some dancers, period, they, they don't know what artists are attached to your your, your artistry. So I'm glad you kind of you put that out there. I would love to know more about that, too. Um, and another thing I want to know about, because uh, we, we mentioned Blood, Sweat and Tears, and what are some of the struggles you have? Um, that you feel was, you know, pronounced, was it the money? Was it working with the artists? Was it working with crews? Was it the gigs? Was it stage? Was it relationships? Was it um, location being, you know, what were some of the struggles? Because there's no limitation on any of that because we all know a struggle is a struggle. So, right. you know. Right, right. Um, I, think, I think a lot of times people see the final product. They see the videos, they see you with the artists, they see you on the TV, but people don't even realize that there is a whole process before that. So for me, we can literally be talking about this for hours because there's been so many struggles. Um, I feel like, first of all, just coming from Boston for me was really hard because I didn't know much about the industry. So to move to a big city like New York and not really know what I'm doing, I don't know who I'm supposed to talk to, I don't know what I'm supposed to take, I don't, I don't know. So that was a struggle in itself, just trying to maneuver your way around in in the industry when you don't have any knowledge of it Mm -hmm. so that's just really you 
kind of sticking to your guns and um, really just paying attention and being smart with how you move. Um, I think for me personally, one of my biggest struggles has just been being a black man, a brown man in the industry. Um, yeah. We hear, you know, we hear about colorism and we hear about those things and it's hard because a lot of times you're up against the Latino, you're up against the white guy, you're up against these people and you could be just as good, but because you have that look, mm-hmm. that's not what they're going to pick. That's not what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And then you add on top of that that I'm a little short. Right, <laughs> you know, right. that, that makes it even harder, but trained to be undeniable and I dance and I work hard so I can be undeniable like when you see me Mm -hmm. all right maybe he's not right for this but that motherfucker is great you know exactly exactly I've always believed in being undeniable so even to the point where they're like all right he wasn't we weren't looking for this black guy but right now I want this black guy exactly exactly you know one of the the best moments in my whole career was uh when I did the VMAs uh, this past summer with J-Lo. I was the only brown guy up there and it just felt amazing to me uh, to just be rep- to be represented for all my chocolate guys up there. It was I really know. dope. Um, <laughs> I know, that's that, right. That's, that's, that's been a struggle for me. Um, and I think just trying to stay true to yourself in this industry because once people get into it, you realize that it's not always about the talent. Yeah. It's about who you know. Exactly. It's about how you look. It's about whose ass you're kissing, whose ass you're not. It's, a, it's all those things, but you really have to stay true to you. Mm-hmm. You have to keep your eye on the pie. And I, I always say to people, I have tunnel vision. Like, there's so many things that can distract you, but you really have to stay on that path and remember why you started. So... I think that's also a really big struggle, too, is just really staying true to yourself and remembering why you do what you do. Because with social media, we get caught up in the videos, the views, the money, and mm-hmm. things like that. But ultimately, when I was three, four, five years old watching my mother dance, I wasn't thinking about those type of things. Mm-hmm. So I always have to revisit that, you know? I mean, so, I, I talk to people about that all the time, about, um, you know, when you show up for... Uh, I think Jasenia and I had this conversation um, last week about that, about when, you know, I, there's times where I go and audition for a commercial and, you know, I know, um, you know, there's like 15 or 20 other dancers in the room and there's about 30 other models in the room and they'll choose, right. you know, I've gotten to a point where they cho- they've chosen me and over someone I've worked with and I know for a fact they're equally as talented and well-versed in dance. Um, right. You know, but, it, you know, you never know what they're looking for. So I always prepare um, for what works. You know what I mean? Um, right. And I've seasoned myself enough to know when I go to auditions exactly what to look like um, and, you know, and what I need, what they're asking, you know, and prepare myself. So for, for dancers who are trying to break into the commercial world in terms of, um, acting and, and dance as well, because that is, is something that's been happening, um, you know, a little bit more frequent in Boston is they're casting for a lot of commercials out here. Um, they're not necessarily looking for dancers, but they want movement, creative movement, Movement, but they don't really know. They don't have an agent out here that can say, Hey, um, we need this, this type of, um, you know, dancer that, that happens to model. So, you know, I show up and because I've been doing both. And of course I manage my daughter who is, you know, you know, she's been modeling and acting since she was four years old, signed to an agency. So I know exactly what those, that Avenue is looking for. But when it comes to New York, the same, same struggle, you don't know what they're looking for. I've walked into 
a spot for my daughter, you know, for they want they want her to act and they want her to model. And it's, you know, it's for DKNY and this and that. And there's other girls in the room that look like her. But she right. sometimes she's, she pulls the gig and then sometimes she doesn't. But the one, the one thing that I can say is being consistent. Um, right. That is mainly, that's a major thing is, and it's a key thing is being consistent with your work and with what you yeah. want, your goal. Because if the goal is to be, you know, um, successful in what you're doing, you have to be consistent. You know what I mean? You gotta right. be consistent. I, I, would, I would say consistency and research. Yeah. Like a lot of people, a lot of people want things, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to get there. A lot of people want things, but they don't know what they should do. So I'm like, first you gotta do your research. If you want to be like you're talking about commercials, if you want to be in commercials, or you want to be a commercial dancer, you want to be a commercial actor. What does that consist of? Mm-hmm. Consists of headshots. You have to have a certain look. You have to carry yourself a certain way. You have to know what the role calls for. Yeah. People just want to show up, but yeah, not yeah. do the work behind exactly. that. And then, you know what I'm saying? So you have to do your research and then being consistent. You have to make sure that your pictures are up to date. You got to make sure that your look is right. You got to mm-hmm. make sure you're in your classes. So it's really. I was I just about to say that training. Yeah. You got to be training. Like you can't. You, you know, there's been a time where I remember um, for one of the commercials they asked. Um, they were looking for someone who could teach this model how to walk on a treadmill, but but do it in a dance kind of way. And I'm like in my head, what? <laughs> because right. what they're looking for was they wanted somebody to choreograph, like do choreography for her. And I'm thinking yeah. I ain't helping because in my my head I'm like I'm not being paid in addition and this is this exactly right. and 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 um this is how you know that dance is not being considered um a separate uh job you know what I mean it it they it's like you know especially in Boston it's not con- it's not being considered to the table of business like it is a business. And, you know, right. whether they whether we try to flip it and bounce it, it's a business everywhere else in Boston. It's it's on the come up as a business. And, you yeah. know, and people a lot of people in the mainstream don't look at it like that. You know, they they back in the day used to be a show producer um, that hired everything else. Right. And now you have a yeah. creative director. You have an artistic director who hires the choreographer, who then hires the dancers and da, 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 da. And before, like I said, it was just a show producer. And what does that look mm-hmm. like? So now, you know, yeah. it's evolving. It's coming up. And, you know, and, uh, and the great thing is you're in a city, which is New York, um, where it's, you know, it's they they know what the deal is. It's not considered yeah. a hobby, you know? Right. Right, 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 and right. It, 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 although it's a struggle, it's a little. It, it, though I think what you what you're experiencing is is, is saturation. You know what I mean? Right. So it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be a struggle because there's saturation because there's so many. Um, you know, of a, there's a plethora of what they're looking for. So now they're like, okay, let me narrow it down to this, and you know. Right. Uh, right. But but I think I think you're on to you know something really important for dancers that are aspiring. You need to be consistent. You need to be in your te- You need to be in training, which is your classes. You need to have an updated resume, updated headshots, your look. Discover your look, not somebody else's right. look, but your look. You know, right. uh, um, that's another thing that people look for when they're casting is what can I can I market this person who looks like two or three in the in the line, 
Or can I market right. this person over here that's standing on the wall that looks like none of them, that that right. has that thing, you know? Right. Um, and that's tough because, you know, how do you, how do you, when you discover who you are, it stands out, you know? Right. Um, one of the, one of the things I want to know is like, um, what, um, what, what has been like in the, the hardest part of working with, uh, your artistry? So, um, when, what's the hardest part when you're creating, um, is it the, the, the creating process or dealing with the artists or dealing with the dancers? Like what's the hardest part of that? Um, I think before even get into like the industry part, the industry part of creating, I think the hard thing for me at first was just finding a style that was mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important because like you said, this industry is saturated. There's so many dancers, and if you can see my hand, I have them in quotes. <laughs> there's so many dancers, there's so many teachers, there's so many choreographers, so it's like, what's going to set you apart from the next person? Mm-hmm. So it took me a few years to kind of figure out, okay, this is my style, this is my niche, this is the songs that I like to choreograph to, these are the moves that I do, this is my style, this is my teaching style. So it took me a few years to kind of figure that out. Um, I think once I kind of figured that out and I started working, the next thing was, like I said to you previously, choreography and teaching for me was like my saving grace. It was like where I could be free, where I could do what I want, where Mm -hmm. I could do what it was ever in my head. But once you get into this industry, again, there's somebody you have to answer to. Mm -hmm. You're choreographing for an artist, you're choreographing for a product, you're choreographing Mm -hmm. for a a flash mob or something like now there's another, another level up. So for me, it was the next challenge became keeping my style, keeping my niche, keeping my thing, but still giving the clients, the artists, the product, what they're asking for. Right, right. And I, th- and I think that's the hardest thing because we, we are artists. We're sensitive about our stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you still have a job at the end of the day, so you have to give them what they want, but you still want to put your flair on it because that's why they picked you. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, that was... It still kind of is sometimes my struggle because you may hear a song or you may see a treatment and in your head you want it like this. Yep. But then again, that may not be what's best. So it's just kind of, you know, taking the good with the bad and, you know, this is my style, so let me kind of put my stink on it, but I need to give the client what they're asking for. Yeah, I have that. that um, I've been have I had a struggle with that in the very beginning, but now um, I've had the opportunity to work with some corps um, that are like, hey, um, we saw what you did over here with this with this project and this company. Um, we love it and we want sort of the same situation. And I'm like, okay, right. you know what I mean. Um, and I, you know, it's just it, I, I feel you on that. And when it comes to artists, um, you know, having that struggle with the artist because you know creatively what you want to do, but the artist has a vision too, but you know what will work best. Right. And it's like a power, right. it's a power struggle. Have you had an artist that you were, um, that you had that struggle with, what was frustrating? <laughs> and, you, and you were like, um, oh, man. I, I don't think it, it was frustrating. I just think, I think once you finally get that artist, you want to put your best foot forward and you want to put all the choreography and all the steps in the world. But um, when I was working with Cardi, she's not like, She's a dancer, she has rhythm, but she's not, like, the choreography girl. Mm-hmm. So, anytime we would try to add her, she was always like, I love what y'all do, but I can't do it. So, it was <laughs> always, um, just, you know, trying to find simple, 
simpler things that are that look dope. Yeah, yeah. Like things that she can do that still look sly, mm-hmm. and things that not even that she could just do, but things that other people watching can do. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, I agree. So I think that that's a different type of challenge because again, we. I think as a choreographer, as a teacher, we have the freedom to do what we want. But then when you get put in a situation, it's like, now you got to make it so everybody's comfortable. So mm-hmm. I think that was a situation where I was like, all right, let me see what else I can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it challenges you in a different way because it's like, now you got to think of something that she can do but still looks fly to the masses. Mm-hmm. And something that would still look dope with the dancers and something that would still translate on TV, translate on stage. So it's like, it's a different type of challenge, but it's it's amazing because it pushes you to think outside the simple, box. But sometimes that can even be harder. So I think that was the kind of situation that I've had like that. I've had, I, I agree, because I, I have like most of the artists I'm working with are on the come up, are, are, are on the come up and on the rise. And or they're, 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 you know, they're working towards a deal and stuff like that. So I have to actually, and then, and then a lot of the times when I get them, they, it's like they're on a, um, a time, a time stamp. So I have to merge development in with creating a show set. And so it's tough because you have to, you're on a, you're on a speed dial of like, okay, I got to do this really quickly because they got to hurry up and develop in this area and they also need choreography they also need dancers and this show has to be ready in the next four months because the next the the show that's coming up is in four months and that's the part that is the rush and i think i love the most um i said this earlier you know with funk snap that you know for me development is my struggle It's, it's tough for me because i'd be like oh man because you know when you when you see an artist or you see a dancer or a dance crew, you want them to do something specific because you know they can do it and it's a challenge for them and you're like, oh man. And you wish right. you could just push it on them, but it's hard. You know, um, right. that's a struggle for me. It's like, you know, I think in, in, all, in all of what I mean with that is patience. Um, right. Right. right, Having that patience to give the artist or give the dancer or a crew the time to develop. That's the part where I struggle a little bit with. Um, has you, have you had um, any any urges to work with any crews, dance crews? Um, I do a lot of, um, I, I guess I should probably like promote it more, <laughs> but I do a lot of um, work outside of like the teaching and like the commercial stuff is I, I do a lot of uh, competition routines for uh, schools and teams and things like that. I actually do a lot of that stuff on the side as well, awesome. which I love because it's a it's a different type of uh, choreography because it's more showy and yeah. there's formation changes and levels and concepts and things like that, which I think are really cool too and help me in the stuff with the commercial world. So I'm definitely open and still working with different teams and different schools as well. Now, are you working with crews in Boston or in New York? Um. A lot of times it just kind of depends. Like, uh, there's a studio in Philly in Pennsylvania that I'm working with. Oh, wait, there's some wait. studios in Jersey and teams in Jersey that I'm working with. I'm actually about to do something with a team from Philly soon. Oh, um, yes. I, yeah. I did some choreography for Nia uh, maybe like a year ago. Some choreography on them. You know, that's home. So you got to yeah, do that. Yeah, of course, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, you know, shoot. I remember it's approaching first night. And you guys used to always do first night, 
Shout out to origination. Right. And they would be so embarrassed because when they would get up and, they, and we're in a room full of the others, I'd be the only one standing <laughs> up screaming. Do you remember that? Y'all used to be like, oh, I do. Oh, my God. Because they, they thought it was like a sit down proper show. We needed that energy. Yeah, because I used to stand up. Well, you better go. You better work, Keenan. You better work, <laughs> Jeffrey. You better work like Drake. Everybody, all of you guys used to be like, OMG. And of course, Yinj, Yinj would be like, that's my niece. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> and then I would love, I think the most inspiring thing with doing First Night to, to sort of backtrack and talk about history is when Origination would, would co co combine the, their art with the um, Irish Steppers. I used yeah. to love that because you, where you think it's impossible, um, it's not. And like I, like I always tell people that people need water and they need music. <laughs> right. They need music True. because it's the only universal language and universal thing that gaps everybody together. They need music for healing. They need music for, you know, energy. They need music for motivation. Like music will bridge every cultural background and cultural, uh, you know, and any type of uh people place and thing it'll it'll bridge that together and so yeah. whenever you see that type of thing you just was i just used to be very um inspired and very like you know um proud to see that and have uh, that moment yeah you know um what's, yeah just, just like a dope mix like uh cross discipline I, I think it was always cool i never got the opportunity to do it because i didn't know how to do it oh, but no. i always loved watching it i thought it was so cool <laughs> Well, I think we all used to be like, how you do that? Right. <laughs> I mean, I would fake it, but I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, right. Now, is is there any, um, what's up and coming for you right now that we can, that you can let out the bag and it's not, uh, you know, because I saw that you were doing a video, but, and it had a little bit of Calvin in it and I wasn't sure. It had a little bit of what? Calvin, what's his name? Calvin, um... What's the what's the um the producer? Oh, David Guetta. David Guetta. Okay. Well, why is I saying yeah, Calvin? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I um I just choreographed David Guetta's new music video. Uh, David Guetta, BB Rexa, and J Balvin. Okay. My name. Yes. Um, I did that. That was it. Was really dope. Really crazy, crazy experience. Um, fifteen hour shoot. Did all the choreography and everything there. There was like no prior rehearsal. It was just crazy, but the video came out nuts, which was really dope. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so it's out now. You can go watch it on YouTube. It's really good. Um, Make sure y'all share it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm actually got some teaching stuff coming up. I'm going on a tour in China in February, uh, which I'm really excited about. Um, Got my. I'm also on a convention right now called Artistic Dance Exchange. So we're going to Spain and we're going to uh, Niagara Falls in January. So a lot of that stuff, and I'm just uh, really bringing in the new the new year, focusing on more choreography. So I have some cool things coming up that I can't say yet, but you have to look out for that. <laughs> are you? Are you? What, what about merch? Are you like pushing out some merch? Um, I've actually been uh, talking to uh, a friend of mine who designed about that type of stuff because I feel like now that I'm moving more into the choreography stuff I want to brand myself a lot more and mm -hmm. there's a following there and people are asking for it so I am actually thinking about doing it so hopefully that would be in the new year as well yeah because I know that like for me it was like you know 
I was like, I need, I'm tired of wearing everybody's, you know, stuff. I was rocking, you know me, I'm a three for the stripes. I'm threes up, G's up. I wear my Adidas. Everybody who know me know I love Adidas. I love Reebok. But, um, you know, I started to the point where I'm like, all right, I need my own stuff. So I'm, I had, I'm started doing my t-shirts so that I can wear my t-shirts when I'm teaching and when I'm, you know, doing my, my mixers or the podcast or any of that stuff. Um, which, oh, by the way, um, there's a video game that's coming out and Bo is one of the choreographers. We work together on the video game. I can't say what video game or the name of it, but she is ill and I, I seen her um, teaching or dancing in one of your classes. Yeah, I love Bo. She's a really good friend of mine. Super talented, like super humble, and she's just dope. Like, she's did she dope, tell dope, you that she's um, designing a game? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's de- she's designing a video game, um, but I won't say what, who, where, and when, and why. You know, what I mean, that's 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 on the hush hush. But um, okay, I mean, I, well, well, I'm excited to see that. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a she's she's a she's a beast. Um, yeah, she's you know so what I mean. Dope. So, and I was like, wait a minute, I know that face. That's Bo. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but I forgot. Yes. Like, she's in New York. She's always at BDC, so. Which is right. Broadway Dance oh. Center. What's your favorite studio to teach and in, in, in work out of? Um, there's actually a studio in Paris called Lax Studio. And I love teaching there so much. I've been there three times this year already. And the energy is just crazy. Like, um. I don't know what it is. I just think people overseas are just appreciate American culture and American dance and Americans just so much. Mm-hmm. Like every time I go there, the energy is insane. So it's literally one of my favorite studios and one of my favorite places to teach. Well, you know what's so crazy is I was when I was fourteen. That was the first place I traveled to when we got to Germany. Um, mm-hmm. Was was France, and I was like, I didn't get, we, I didn't have an outlet out there for music or any of that stuff because I was only fourteen. And I didn't know yeah. it took like um, shout out to Guru, the, the rapper that he, you know, he's he's passed away by now. But um, it took him to tell me like, yo, there's a there's a there's a hip hop scene out there that's nuts. And I was like, really? Yeah. And then now that you say dance, I mean, I've always I see dance happening out there a lot. And when I worked on the video game for Dance Central, you know, their 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 memory on choreography is so profound and crazy. That like right. I I mean I think that shout out to Harmonics Music Systems for um, capturing a moment of like dancers in a stadium doing the choreography to one of the songs I choreographed without the video game. I was like they memorized this, yo. I just instantly was balling, yo. Because you're right, yeah. it was just one of those things like you never think that your choreography is gonna reach worldwide until you see it, and I right. think. That's another reason why, you know, when you see different people in the studios um, all over receiving you, that's, you know, that's your work. They, they adore what you're doing and they appreciate what you do. And that's a great fulfillment. So um, it's crazy that you said Paris because I'm like, dang, nobody, you know, a lot of people 10, 15 years ago wouldn't think um, that Paris was, you know, a, a place for dance or Australia or, or Russia or you know, London or just different places. Like there's dancers all over. So Paris is one of your favorite. Um, what about when you go to, 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 to Spain, what's one of the spots that you get to go to out there that you like? Well, I actually, my first time going to Spain was like two years ago. So I still haven't like found 
like my favorite spot yet, but I'm actually going in January, so I'll give you an answer in January. <laughs> <laughs> Spain um, was a, uh, uh, that yeah, was a I'm, hot spot for me. That was a party place. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, but also, um, when I'm in L.A., I love uh, teaching that movement lifestyle. Yeah, I've um, seen that. You did, you yeah. guys were dancing. There was, I thought it was you that was choreographing, and it didn't matter because y'all all gave me life. Um, you were dancing him with Never Too Much by Luther. Oh my God. Yeah. I was yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I was yeah. crying because it's one of my favorite songs. It's one of my grandmother's favorite songs who passed away. So when I saw you doing that, I was like, oh, Kate. Yeah, that was, um, that was Amanda, Amanda, I believe that was Amanda Grimes' class. Yeah, she teaches in LA. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the vibe of the studio is amazing. And I think like we're just in a time in social media where like, uh, dance class is not really dance class anymore. It's more like a video yeah, or yeah. like a show. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that even though sometimes classes are filmed at ML, they really keep the integrity of the studio and it really is about the dance and there's just a dope vibe there and the lights that they have. The studio is nice. So I love teaching there. Um, I went to Peru uh, two years ago and I taught it uh, for this uh, hip-hop festival called Pura Calle, but it mm-hmm. was um, Ram ran by uh, this studio called D1. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Like, a lot of them have come back to the States and have taken my class and other people's classes, so I love D1 in Peru. Um, Dope. Yeah, I've just been super grateful to teach a lot of places, and I love every place. But Paris, I love. I love ML, and I love D1 in Peru. Where are you going to teach at um, Origination before you leave? Um, I'm actually back in New York right now. Oh, <laughs> um, yikes. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was just a... A quick trip to home to sleep, but um, I definitely do want to try to get a class in because that's where I started. My first open classes ever were at Origination, so I would love to come back and just kind of do that, but I haven't even been able to stay home long enough to even make that happen. Well, so you know what? Busy is good. Day. Busy and booked yeah, yeah. is good, okay? So, uh, <laughs> well, hopefully in the new year, I'll be able to make that happen as well. Now, I have a question for you in terms of, um, you know, what what advice would you give about support? Because that's a struggle that my city, your city, Boston, um, we have a big struggle on supporting the dance community and dance uh, dancers among us. Um, what what advice would you give to dancers and dance crews out here, and um, and, and aspiring dancers? Um, I think especially coming from in terms of industry wise, Boston is not a small city, but in terms of dance, it's a small city. I think we all have to support each other because if one person gets on, if one crew gets on, if one dancer gets on, then Boston's on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. When I agree. you look at the industry, there actually are a lot of dope dancers that come that have come out of Boston I agree. that are working. Mm-hmm. Now, Shaquan, who's um this guy off told Chris Brown, yep. Alex Febroff, who's been dancing with everybody. There's Giovanni who was in uh, Nia. I used to he, love him, like, boy. I used to Bay love Lynn, him. Yeah, Baylin, who's in Alvin Ailey. Like, there's so many amazing dancers and talent that have come out of Boston. But I think the biggest issue is that even when I was there, we were too busy, like, trying to compete against each other and mm-hmm. be better than each other that we weren't lifting each other up. Yeah. And I think when you're in a situation, when you're in a city that's kind of overlooked, you have to support each other. You yeah. have to be like, yo, so-and-so just did this dope video. I gotta, I gotta share this. Yeah. Because if they get on, then people are going to be looking at Boston. Mm-hmm. And then now I got to put on for my city. So I think it's so important, so important to support your fellow dancers because that's the only way that Boston 
will get put on. You know what I'm saying? As if we're all lifting each other up and all supporting each other. Yep. It's the only way. And I mean, like, there's so much stuff going on in this world and people not supporting each other. What we do is supposed to bring light to the world. So That's right. there should be no issue. You know what I'm saying? It's, the support should just be a thing. Yep. But I think it's so important. It's so important. That's my biggest, um, you know, prayer for 2019 is that people support each other's endeavors. Like, this is the one of, one of the biggest... Uh, reasons why I chose to do the Dancers Report as a podcast versus going and pitching it back to radio because that's where originally we started is we were on the radio stations and we were on like shout out to DJ Ill Nil and 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 D Hype and and uh, DJ Explosive at 103 Wave back in the day who put me on their radio stations and was like yeah you got 15 minutes talk about dance however you want and and I chose to support all the crews because I felt like, you know, nobody supported the dance community or the dancers in Boston and dancers period, um, the way that we deserve to. And they didn't support the DJs either. Like you like a DJ, you go to a club, you're going to hear a DJ, but they weren't looked at as the artist. And I felt like that was important. So, um, now, you know, like I was just saying earlier, you know, how it came about, you know, to do the actual podcast was like, I was, I finished doing like, you know, some choreography and teaching and I had time to myself to really think and pray. And, um, and it just came real clear dancers report podcast. And I was like, what, you know, usually like, you know, you, you tell that to the average person, they're like, girl, that sounds crazy. But, (laughs) but it was clear. And it was like, I want to do this because I really want to celebrate dancers that I adore dancers that I don't know that I, that I think are motivational. They, they're inspiring dancers. I know that have made it and dancers that are coming up and dancers who are aspiring, but don't have a voice people that da- that want to dance but just are self-conscious to dance um a lot of my clients who you know they're liberated now because they feel like okay i can enter a dance class and not feel judged um i have right. a lot of that artists you know that need dancers and celebrate the artists that that support these dancers and have them working with them and stuff like that so and choreography like that's you know another thing like that's a job like you know, and just being able to, <laughs> to be able to, I, I don't work in a corporate um, world anymore. And I, I'm grateful and I'm thankful because I could do what I love, uh, which brings me to um, one of the questions I have for you. Um, are you doing what you love? Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's funny that you even said that. I have this hoodie. Um, it's a yellow hoodie and in black letters, it says unemployed. And my family is so against the hoodie. They hate it so much. I wore it while I was home, and they're like, what are you wearing this hoodie for? Why are you putting that on your life? I'm like, in all honesty, I don't feel like I'm working. Yeah. Because I love what I do so much. So, yeah, I am unemployed because I'm not working. Like, I'm literally just doing what I love every day, and I, I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy it. And, yes, it has its ups and downs. It has its, like, politics, and as does any job. But genuinely, I wake up every morning. And if I have a class to teach or I'm on a job or I have a rehearsal, I'm happy. You know, this, this, that's one thing that I don't feel like I complain about. And that's what I do. So to answer your question, yes, I am. Yes. Um, where can people <laughs> find you on social media networks? Like, where can they find you? Yes. Um, so on Instagram, I have Instagram. My name is A.O. Keenan. That's A-Y-O, then Keenan, K-E-E-N-A-N. Um, and then my Twitter and my YouTube and my Facebook are 
Also, um, Ayo Keenan. It's just underscore after. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Type in Keenan Cooks on any social platform and you'll find me if well, you can't spell that stuff. <laughs> right, well, you guys better be able to spell we, or I'm going to have to help you. I'll, I'll share it for sure. Um, and, and lastly, um, what is your message that you want to leave with people? Um, my message is literally you can do whatever you want to do. And not what you put your mind to, but literally whatever you want to do, you can do it. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was eight years old, I had a brain tumor. I had surgery all this stuff, and right before my surgery, I was told that I would never be able to dance again. That's what they told me. They told me, after the surgery, I'm not going to be mobile. I'm not going to be able to do the things that I did. And as an eight-year-old kid, I remember this day, I was like, that's not true. And the doctor's like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's not true. Like, after the surgery is done, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be able to dance. And lo and behold, I'm here 20 years later. To God be all the glory. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I, I say it all the time when I'm teaching, like literally whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. I feel like I'm the underdog. I say that to people all the time. I wasn't the best person in the whole wide world. I don't think I'm the best dancer in the whole wide world, but I bust my ass mm-hmm. and I work for what I want. So again, whatever you want to do, you can do it as long as what we talked about earlier. You're consistent. That's right. You do that research and you work hard you will get there. There's no way if you have those three things that it won't happen. Okay. And, then, and everybody, <laughs> everybody who knows me, when I say this message, <clears throat> as, um, you know, I always say, don't ever lose sight of your vision, dream big. You know what I mean? Right. And, I, and I really stand behind that because it's true. You know, um, I love talking to you, man. Yo, yeah, I'm Thank so proud of you. Thank you for having me. I know. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And I, I love watching your, what your mother posts. I love watching what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I really think that you are making a, a huge impact um, globally. <clears throat> and that is the, the best fulfillment. And like I say to everybody that I reach and teach, um, a creative mind is never a bored mind. So keep doing what you're doing and, you know, busting down these doors. Shout out to every artist that has been blessed and had the opportunity to work with the Keenan Cooks. Um, Aw, thank you. you. (laughs) And shout out to every dance studio in in every uh, dance space booking this gentleman because, you know, where he started and where he is now is such an incredible uh, journey to watch and witness and to know. And um, I really appreciate you. And, um, no problem. Thank, thank, thank you for giving me this platform and just having it for dancers and just allowing us to tell our stories. I feel like a lot of times like we're in the background, so people don't really get to know about us. They just see what we do. So I think that this is really dope. And thank you for having me. I appreciate yes. It. Y'all been listening to the <laughs> Dancers Report podcast. And I was rocking with Keenan Cooks and, you know, me, Miss 5678. And um, see y'all in 2019. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast. Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast. Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast.